Where do you need boundaries? Boundaries are a way that we love and respect other people and ourselves simultaneously. And sometimes loving and respecting other people and ourselves simultaneously looks like cutting them off. Only you can discern if that's right for you. And if it's truly right for you, it is right for them whether they see that or not. friends. Welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zmore, and today I want to talk about boundaries and how not everyone deserves access to us and our lives. They don't deserve access to our time, our energy, our stories, our support. And this is not about being selfish. So notice if you think about boundaries, if you think about the idea of not everybody deserving access to you in your life, What's the association? What's the meaning and the interpretation that comes with that? Does that make you feel selfish? Does that make you feel like you're being a jerk? You're not showing up for or supporting other people. You're letting others down. People are going to leave you. People are going to think that you're, you know, unloving and uncaring. What are the stories and interpretations that come with this idea of boundaries and not everyone deserving access to us in our lives? Really pay attention to that and notice what comes up for you. That's an interpretation to work with and work through so that you're able to then create space, the space that you need, the space that is necessary for showing up fully expressed, living your fullest expression, your purpose, your truly aligned life, and going after and making those big, seemingly impossible goals happen. We can't do that if we're giving away all of our time and energy to everyone and everything else. Worse yet, we live in a culture and a society and an environment that is quite digital, right? Not only do we have cell phones or phones attached to us at all times where we can also receive text messages, but we're on social media. We have email addresses. There are multiple ways that people can work to get in touch with us simply because they want connection. And there has become this mentality in our society, and you might notice this in yourself too, that we should always be accessible because we always, almost always, have our phones with us and on. I personally almost always have my phone with me. I do not have notifications on. I get phone calls. My phone is almost always on silent. I get text messages, and I get, I believe, Facebook messages. And that's it. And there's very specific reasons for that. Nothing else gives me a notification on my phone. If you send me a message on another platform, I won't get it. If you send me a Skype message, I won't get it. If you send me an email, I won't get a notification. I get all the messages, but they don't come to me. They don't infiltrate my space. And I've been very intentional about slowly unplugging from the notifications, and and the places that I will accept and respond to communication. Just because I have a social media account that has a way to message me doesn't mean I will read your message there or reply to you. Just because you have my cell phone number if you're a client or you're somebody who somehow got a hold of it does not mean that I will read or respond to your message. I'm not obligated to. I have worked very, very hard to protect my peace, protect my energy, protect my time, because I'm very clear on the work that I'm here to do. And I cannot and do not want to be pulled in a million different directions simply because other people want access to me. Not 
everyone deserves access to you and your life. They certainly don't deserve it simply because they want it. And they don't deserve it simply because they can access you very easily, multiple different ways at any given time. And this takes a lot of internal work for many of us. Many of us, especially those who have been in caretaking positions, those who have had winning strategies where you pour yourself out for other people, those who gain their worth from being important to, showing up for, having the fix for, solving problems for, making things happen for other people. This can be really difficult because your sense of identity is tied to that constant feed of appreciation and praise, that constant stream of people needing something from you, of you being the only person that can provide it or the only person that can provide it that well and that quickly. And we, we get trapped in these cycles of overgiving, overdelivering, being everything to everyone because that's our winning strategy. That's how we stay, stay safe, secure, successful. It's how we get love and belonging. That was certainly the case for me. I listened for what was wanted and needed, whether in conversation or feeling into the energy of the situation, assessing the room that I was in, assessing the relationship, the conversation, and I would be exactly what people wanted and needed for me. That was my subconscious winning strategy. If you don't know what subconscious winning strategies are, if you want to unpack what yours is and start to break free from it, we'll link in the show notes to the episode where I get really clear about identifying and breaking free from your subconscious winning strategy. Our winning strategy is how we win at life, how we've been able to find whatever level of safety, security, success, love, and belonging that we've had to date. Oftentimes for most people, it involves self-compromise because we're trying to be something in the equation of other people and life and situations and circumstances so that we can win, so that we can feel important, so we can feel worthy and valuable and loved and cherished and chosen and significant, whatever it might be for you. We're all motivated differently. But we're driven to do this to the point that we start to exhaust ourselves and wear ourselves thin and lose sight of who we are and what we even want. And when we start to get clear on what we're called towards, what our purpose is, our work is, our contribution, our big impossible desires, which are absolutely wholly anchored in our purpose, who we're here to be in this life. There's no space. There's no time. There's no energy. It's far too easy because we've been getting our worth. We've been getting our sense of self. We've been getting safety, security, love, belonging, respect, prominence, significance, reward, whatever it is, by being everything to other people or being some kind of specific something to some kind of specific people, group. And there's no space. There's no energy left. And we have these stories and interpretations that tell us because likely either society or other people have told us that when you don't show up for me the way that I want, you're being selfish. You're letting me down. You're disappointing me. I'm hurt. I'm going to leave you now. I'm going to abandon you. I'm going to reject you. I'm going to make you out to be the bad guy. And we fear these things as humans because we need connection. We need literally other people to survive. Always. There is no exception to this. There is nothing that you do in this life that does not involve other people in some capacity. So we fear on a visceral, subconscious, deep, old level, being abandoned, being rejected, losing our community, losing our friends. We have to learn to draw boundaries. We have to learn to discern 
what is right and aligned for us, what is worth giving our time and energy to. And there are times that we will go outside of what we want to do because that is what is right for that situation or for that relationship where we will give ourselves and our time and our energy and our resources to other people, to other people's causes. And that is right and true and aligned. And there are so many times where it is not. We are doing it because it's habitual. It's how we stay safe. We're too far in. We can't let these people down. We get our sense of self and our sense of self-worth from other people needing us in this way, from showing up in this way. So there's a lot that we have to unpack before we can really land in our ability and desire and the honoring of the need to set boundaries and to really hold the truth that not everyone deserves access to us in our lives, period. Just because they want it doesn't mean they deserve access to you and your life. And this can be really mind-bending because there are times where people are having a relationship with us that is not the same as we're having with them. I have certainly had experiences in my life where somebody bonds to me. They see me as their right-hand person. They see me as their best friend, as their confidant, as their soulmate. But it's one-sided because that experience is not mutual. I am not having the same experience as them. But we start to buy into it because it feels good to be chosen. It feels good to be wanted and needed, to be the go-to person the one who has all the answers, who does everything the best, who is the funniest, who makes you feel better and whatever it might be, that boosts our ego and that feeds our winning strategy. So it can be very hard to discern and say, you know what? This relationship doesn't actually work for me. It doesn't actually benefit me. I do not consider you a friend the way that you consider me a friend. I don't want to be your right-hand person, even though I'm skilled in all these ways that complete what it is that you need, that fill the gap that you have in your life, in your work, and whatever it might be. It takes a lot of self-awareness and knowing ourselves. You have to be in alignment with who you are to be able to say, hmm, this isn't right for me. You have to be aware of your subconscious winning strategy to go, hmm, I keep doing it because it gives me this. It scratches that itch. It feeds that need for me. It fills that void. It gives me a sense of something that I have decided is my only way of getting safety, security, success, love, and or belonging. We did an episode on self-awareness. I'll link to that in the show notes. You have to have the self-awareness, this relationship to self, to know when you're straying away from what's right and true from you, to know what's really important to you, who's really aligned for you. And we're we're raised to play nice with everybody. And this is not about kindness or being unkind. It's not unkind to set a boundary. It's not unkind to say this isn't a relationship that serves me. It's actually one of the most kind and loving things we can do, to be honest. I think you're wonderful, but this is not the right partnership for me. Professional, friendship, romantic. To say, I see that you need this and I really feel for you. But I cannot be the one to fill that void. I cannot be the person to help you. I am unavailable at this time. I am indefinitely unavailable to you. Not everyone deserves access to us in our lives. Not because they want it. Not because it serves or feed them in some way. Not because of their experience of the relationship that they're having to us. They don't automatically deserve that access to you. And we have to learn what's most important to us, 
Who am I here to be? My purpose. What am I here to do? My contribution. What am I called towards? What big, seemingly impossible thing means so much to me that I am finally willing to face this fear of setting boundaries, of closing out relationships that are not right for me, of, of, of learning that I don't have to be available to everyone, of surviving the terror that comes with stepping out of our winning strategy. This is a strategy that has served us to some degree throughout our lives. It, it bends and breaks our brain to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's actually really difficult. You can intellectually understand what your subconscious winning strategy is, the idea of it, and what yours specifically might be. But if it doesn't wreck you a little bit or a lot, you haven't really uncovered it and you're not really stepping outside of it because this has been your worldview for your whole life. You don't just go, ooh, there it is, done. Your subconscious believes that this strategy is what keeps you safe, secure, successful, loved, and with a sense of belonging. It's what it believes keeps you alive. It doesn't just let it go because you point it out and say no more. So if you're really struggling with this, you're bumping into the terror barrier. You're bumping up against your subconscious programming. That's normal. That's to be expected. You might need some support to move through this. That's okay. Everyone does. It's really difficult to do this deeper subconscious work alone. Boundaries. Where do you need boundaries? Boundaries are a way that we love and respect other people and ourselves simultaneously. And sometimes loving and respecting other people and ourselves simultaneously looks like cutting them off. Only you can discern if that's right for you. And if it's truly right for you, it is right for them whether they see that or not. Because it's not the right relationship for you. It's not the right friendship, the romantic partnership, the professional entanglement, the project, the community, the role for you. Therefore, you are not the right person to fill it. And it is not right for them. This is really difficult for other people to see and understand. It's, it's difficult for all of us when somebody that we feel fits perfectly for us in whatever capacity is saying, I can't do this. I'm unavailable. No, thank you. I don't want to. It's not right for me. You're not the person, the partner, the space, the whatever. That hurts. Now, people who have done their work and are conscious to all of this will not project that onto you and make you wrong for that. They'll feel their feelings and they'll move forward. They'll thank you for your honesty even if it hurts them. These are the people we want more of in our lives, people who thank us for setting boundaries. I have clients like this. I have friends like this. I have a partner like this who thanks me for my boundaries, for my honesty. These are the people we want in our lives, people who project onto us, who lash out at us, who make us wrong, who tell stories about us. They have healing and work to do. It doesn't mean that you didn't have a role in their pain, but that doesn't mean that you are wrong. This is a lot to unpack as we go through it. It's very hard on our hearts. Even if we have those good people who understand, it can still be hard on our hearts because we're letting go of something where we were of value, where we were wanted and needed and chosen and special, where we had access to someone or something as well as them having access to us. It can hurt our hearts and that's okay. That doesn't make it wrong. And discernment. Nobody else can decide this but you. Now, boundaries. 
Not everyone deserves access to you in your life, and they certainly do not deserve it whenever they feel like they want it. This might be the clients that contact you on your personal social media feeds because you haven't responded to their email as quickly as you would like them to. You do not owe them a response. You do not owe them access to you on social media. This could be the friend that always calls you after when you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not available for this type of conversation. On the evenings after 6 p.m., I'm taking care of my kid. I'm decompressing. I need a break from interaction in the outside world. You can talk to me on my lunch break. We can get together on the weekend, but they keep calling you after hours. You do not owe them an answer. You do not owe them support. There might be times that you decide to cross that boundary and you have to know what is worthy of that. It's not for anyone else to decide. Someone else might decide if you cut them off 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 a channel of communication, certain time frames, they don't like it. They don't want to be your friend anymore. That is their choice to make. They have the right to do that. They have the right to feel like this is not a good friendship for me. I don't want to work within hours with a friend. I want friends who are always available. And you know what? There are people out there who are happy to be available all the time. There are service providers that love it when their clients who can't get a hold of them by email, text them and then ping them on social media. That might feel great to them. That is an alignment of people. You do not have to align with other people the way they want you to align with them. You do not have to work the way that you want they want you to work. Boundaries is the way that we love and respect others and ourselves simultaneously. Only you can discern what is right and true for you. There are times when I am open and available to my clients within specific packages on specific channels because that is the way that I can serve and support them best. That is the way that is right for me to work and us to do that work together. I am very clear about that. And there are times when I close all of those options, all of those channels of communication for my sanity, for my health, for my well-being, for my work. Nobody gets to make me wrong for that. They can say it's not aligned. They can have feelings about that. And it took me time to untangle from being wildly, openly accessible to everyone and anyone. It took doing the deeper healing work and understanding that I was worthy and lovable. Even if I chose not to be friends with certain people, even if I didn't bend over backwards to meet their wants and needs, even if I didn't make myself wholly accessible all the time, even if I set boundaries, and I aligned with more and more of the right people, the right clients. Here's a great example. I don't do phone calls. As a client, unless we are coaching together and unless you have included strategy packages or there's some kind of emergency that warrants it, this is very rare and very specific about what that means, you will not speak to me on the phone and I will not respond to your text messages. You can email me, you can email my team, you can, that's about it. If we are doing certain type of work together, you can box me. You can send me basically a text messages or voice messages through Voxer. I'm very clear that I don't wanna spend my days on the phone. I only book calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, after noon my time. And I close that out by four or five. There are absolutely times I make exceptions. That makes sense. I want to do the project. The person is only available on Fridays. 
It's a person who's so busy, but I'm so excited to work with them. I will make an exception for one call on a Saturday. I'm very clear that it's an exception and to not expect it. I'm very discerning about when that works for me and the situation. I have let work go. I have fired clients. I have had people not sign up with me because my boundaries don't work for how they want to do business. That's okay. I'm not wrong. They're not wrong. It's just not aligned. I have friends who only text with me because they know there are very few people in the world that I answer the phone for unexpectedly. They know, let's schedule a time to talk. Otherwise, they can text me. Otherwise, they can send me a Vox message. Sometimes I'll listen to a voice message, but I will respond by writing. This is about knowing and respecting each other and understanding what works for each of us. And there are times to make exceptions, and there are definitely a lot of times not to. We should never make exceptions out of fear or scarcity because somebody else is bullying us, lashing out at us, making us wrong. That is not a reason to make an exception because you're upset and you're lashing out and you don't like it. A reason to make an exception varies from person to person, situation to situation. You have to be able to discern that. So you have to have a relationship to yourself, what's important to you. You have to know yourself. And you have to trust that in setting these boundaries and no longer giving everyone access to you at any given time, you're not obligated to respond to clients on social media. You're not obligated to respond to your fans and followers on social media just because they want access to you. You do not owe them explanations. You do not owe them sharing your life every moment of it. There is this expectation that has come with being in the public light. They are not owed that by choosing to engage with you and your content, by following you or your brand. And when we give everyone access to everything in every way and we feel that pull, we are not being effective at living our fullest expression, at making seemingly impossible things a reality, about contributing, doing good work, actually giving to the world in the way that we're meant to. It drains us. It takes from us. It hinders our ability to show up fully expressed. Where are you giving too much access? What's actually right for you? Where are you on the phone when you don't want to be? Where are you responding to DMs when you absolutely don't even want to log into that channel anymore, let alone share anything, let alone respond to people? Where are you letting people walk all over your boundaries because you're afraid of losing the person, the client, the relationship, the community, the role? What's most important to you and how is allowing full access to you taking from that, depleting you, draining you, making you sick, making you tired, making you resentful? And what needs to change? And if you are freaking out over there on the other end of this, that's wonderful. Guess what? You have a block, you have a trauma, you have a fear. It's revealing itself to you and how are you are reacting and responding to this intellectually, somatically. What's coming up for you? Where are you like, you just don't get it, Stephanie. It doesn't work that way in this industry. The way that I run my business is very different than the way most people run, at least on the agency side. There's always calls. There's pay half up front and half when the client decides it's done. I don't do either of those things. There are no calls unless we include strategy sessions and you will schedule them. Everything is done by email. There is no pay half up front and pay half when you decide it's done. It's pay in full or pay in monthly installments billed 30 days apart regardless of where the project is at. That works for me. 
I do not respond to you on social media. You can email me. Certain clients who have been with me for a long time still have my cell phone number. Some of them text me. That's okay because they text me when, they, when something's actually really important. There is a dynamic there that works. There is an understanding of what urgent actually means. There is a deep respect and consideration. Anyone else, you will not get a response from me. That is not how I work with clients. I'm very clear about that. And if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. There is somebody who wants to work the way that you want to work. It is not me. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Not everyone deserves access to you and your life. Where do you need boundaries? What would help you show up more fully expressed so that you can do more good in the world? The work that you are here to do, not the work that everyone else wants you to do. Not the conversations that everyone else wants you to have at the time they want to have it on the channels they want to have it. What is right for you? And notice where you are so certain that I do not understand your circumstances and how impossible this is. That is a block, a stopper, a belief, a trauma, a fear, a wound revealing itself and it's ready to be cleared and it can be cleared. If you need support with this, check the show notes for resources and I will be back soon in another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.